How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlick Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. All right. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And today we've got a good buddy of mine, Tyler Forbes, on the show. Tyler is an ultra marathon runner turned breathwork and cold therapy guru. After working closely with Wim Hof five years ago, Tyler took his love for physiology and science and delved deep into the research of breathwork and cold therapy for the last several years to help us understand how it can cure anxiety, heal the body naturally, and help you achieve your goals. He's the founder of an organization called Breathe Degrees, a company that combines the modalities of breathwork, cold therapy, and music similar to a soul cycle to help take people on a transformational journey and they've recently opened their first of its kind center here in San Diego. You're not going to want to miss this episode. We're going to dig into why stress is actually a good thing and why we need to stop running from it, how to breathe properly to overcome anxiety, how cold therapy can help you accomplish your goals, and the biggest mistake that we all make on a daily, probably hourly basis. I'll give you a hint. It has to do with breathing. And don't forget, we only spread our message when you share this knowledge with others that need it. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it on your social and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. Every week, my team goes through the reviews, and for every new five-star review we get, we plant a tree to restore the rainforests of Madagascar, and we provide a child in India one year of e-learning. So if you give us a review, you're giving back too. How's it going, everybody? Xander Fryer, CEO and founder of High Impact Coaching and Shit You Don't Learn in College, here with another great episode. And today we've got my good friend, the founder of Read Degrees, Tyler Forbes. Tyler, thank you, brother. Welcome, Thanks welcome for... to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Um, for 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 such a for such an amazing outgoing guy, Tyler. Tyler is uh, like me. He's actually a closet introvert. Um, so anyone else out there like that? So so I'm really excited to to just get you here and and just talk, man. Cool. Um, but I'd love for you to just kind of give everybody just a, a little background on yourself, how you got to where you are today, okay. and and you know fill everybody in on you know what 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 you had to go through to get to launching Breathe Degrees. Cool. Um, so I have always been um, a runner. Yeah. It's, I've always thought of it as uh, my form of meditation. I've yeah. always said my wife is a yoga instructor, has been for 20 years, and I've always considered running my meditation. You're moving right? meditation, yeah. Yeah, like, listen, dynamic meditation. I've never thought that um, meditation was just something that you have to sit in the lotus and try to think of nothing, right? right? 
Uh, I've tried that. It's a lot more difficult than a lot think. more. It's a journey. Yeah. It's, a journey. <laughs> it's definitely a journey. Um, you know, so for me, uh, I do these incredibly long runs. I'm an ultra yeah. ultra marathon guy. Yeah. So like, so you you've always runs. been a little bit sadistic. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Pushing limits. It's yeah. good there. Um, so bottom line is, uh, I got onto this idea. I wondered why I could go into every single run. Yeah. Um, and go in feeling overwhelmed, yeah, feeling fatigued, feeling stiff, sore, just not in the right mindset, and come out the other side each and every single time, yeah, feeling me, yeah. You know, that's where came came this idea of running was the meditation, right? Yeah. Um, the big bell for me was uh, you probably had this before. Um, you go into exercise, um, and you have all these problems through the course of the week. You're trying to dive into and solve and you're not coming up with any new right. material. And I, every single time I go for a run, I bring my phone with me and I've never listened to music when I run. Yeah. I actually bring it to take notes because the running you, brings you me start to a place. Getting, oh, yeah. Dude, it just opens up portals in my brain. Yeah. Like it was amazing. So I was wondering why I was able to get this divinity. Yeah. Almost like someone was force feeding me the answers to these really illustrious problems. And, um, I came up with the, uh, the concept of potentially it was this, this whole oxygenation, super saturation, right? Cause I'm the only difference between me running and me not running is how I was breathing breath, breath. Yeah. And so I kind of dove into that and I'm a science guy. I'm, I'm heavily background in science. I love research. And so I started to, uh, look into breathing. Um, then I found Wim Hof. Yeah. And so you found a crazy man up yes. in the ice caps. Well, actually, talking, yeah, <laughs> it was early too. Right. So, um, I went and I tried to find, cause I tried meditation, yeah. traditional meditation. Um, uh, wasn't the right place right. for me. Um, so I, I actually Googled like deep breathing that resembles the breathing that you do when you run. Yeah. <laughs> and he comes up and Lewis house is a podcaster. Yeah. Um, was laying on a couch and Wim was sitting over top of him. Uh, just guiding them through these three or four rounds of breath. Yeah. And so Lewis Howes, and I didn't know at the time who Lewis Howes was, um, Lewis Howes, uh, and he's holding his breath for a really long time, and he's doing this deep breathing, and Lewis Howes comes out of it after, and he goes, oh, my God, and I was an eagle, and I'm going, man, I'm going to try this. Like, that sounds great. <laughs> That's, yeah, I want to be, I'll take some. Give me the eagle. Yeah. I want to be the eagle. Um, so bottom line is uh, I plugged my headphones into the uh, – to the computer and I started doing the breathing alongside yeah. Wim um, as he was guiding Lewis and uh, uh, I got I, I finished it and I was like oh my god I wasn't yeah. an eagle but I went to the I went to a different yeah. place you went to your eagle yeah, place yeah, yeah 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 exactly so I was like totally intrigued so then I started doing research on Wim and uh, then all the stuff started popping up right and that's when I started to really dive deep into it and became a Wim Hof instructor and here we sit. Yeah. The rest, the rest is history. Yeah. Um, so talk to me about that. What about, what specifically about like the breath really intrigues you? Like now that you've done the research and you've really dug into it. Cause I think that you and I have talked about this a little bit. You mentioned like monks, like monks are taught how to breathe from an early age. And like, that's something that we're never taught. Yeah. Like what, talk to me about the breath. Yeah. You know, um, our Western culture, I believe, has done us a major disservice. Yeah. You know, the way we think about stuff. Yeah. Um, 
we, we do all kinds of research, but we skip over some really important uh, things, um, and breath is certainly one of them. Yeah. As I was saying to you, the monks, uh, they teach these kids, uh, they go to monk school at five years old. Yeah. So envision these little bald kids Shaved with little head. red yeah. cloaks, right? And they go to monk school, and when we're teaching our kids ABCs and one, two, threes, the very first thing they're teaching these kids is how to breathe. Yeah. And their esoteric definition or reasoning behind that um, is because breath is the only thing that stays you from the moment you're born until the moment you die. Mm. My Western interpretation of that is every single moment of every single day, every single action, every single event is associated with a style of breathing that you're either aware of or you're unaware of. And, and most of us are unaware. Completely unaware. We've never been taught. Yeah. We've never been taught that we're in control of the rate and depth of each breath we take. Yeah. And then the coolest part about it for me is the research that's coming out now that's clarifying and really bringing uh, this collective understanding of really what's happening to our bodies. Yeah. Not just at a level of physiological, not just a physiological level to the tissues and the cells, neurologically, neurochemically. Yeah. That when we control the rate and depth of the breath, it, it either stimulates our nervous system and brings it up. Yeah. Or slows our nervous system. And you can control that. You're in total control. And so the, your breath becomes, in essence, the dial or the switch yeah. that really controls your nervous system. How you're feeling, where, how you're acting, how you're behaving. How you're responding. How you're responding, yeah. Or reacting. Exactly. Right. And so how do you control the way you perceive? Yeah. Through the breath. And so you can do it innately. And yeah. so when you get stressed, okay, like I am here doing this, I can sit there and panic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably not going to do very well. Yeah. Right? Slow things down. Yeah. This is where greatness is made. When when you start to understand that you are in control of your breathing. Yeah. Um, this is when you look at people that do incredible stuff. Yeah. You look at them as superhero humans, right? Yeah. Laird Hamilton's uh uh you know uh uh Alex Honnold. Alex Honnold's a classic. Yeah. I mean, how do you do that? Yeah. How do you Suspend yourself 2,500 feet on no a sheer wall face. Sheer wall. Yeah. Like, yeah. how do you do that? They're controlling the way they're responding to their environment. Yeah. Because they should, he should be terrified. Yeah. And he would be, but he found that little dial. Yeah. And it's his breath. And if you watch the movie or any kind of documentary, you'll see he's going up. He's got these little tiny finger holds and he's whistling. Yeah. Because he feels like he's five feet off the ground. Yeah. He's got nothing to worry about. Tom Brady, you hear about people, uh, NFL players yeah. or golfers, uh, you know, uh, slowing things down. Yeah. Basketball players. Kobe the the flow, if you yes. will. Yeah. Flow state. Like, what is flow state? Yeah. You know, it's, they're not meditating yeah. in a conventional sense. They're, they're actually not slowing their nervous system down at all. Yeah. They're actually speeding it up. Speeding it up. But what they're doing is slowing down the breath. So in essence, what's happening is somatically within their body, it's charged up. But neurochemically, it's Mentally, slowing down. Yeah, they're calm. Yes. So yeah. their body's physically active. It's got adrenaline pumping through it. But that adrenaline that goes through your body can't go through your brain because there's a blood-brain barrier. Interesting. So you can't actually get the, 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 the chemistry that makes you feel stressed in your body. Yeah. Can't go to your brain. So you, you, can, have, you can control that separately and you can do that totally. through your breath. Yes. So you have, you have norepinephrine or noradrenaline in yeah, your brain. which is in your brain. That's the excitatory Got it. sort of chemistry that actually acts like adrenaline yeah. in your brain. But then you have adrenaline Adrenaline, which body. is in your actual body. Physical body. Yeah. And neither one can actually 
it yeah. uh, affect the other directly, it, it affects it indirectly. Right. So, if, if you're not aware of how they're being affected, yeah. For sure. So, if I'm to feel stressed, yeah, sweaty palms, yeah, tight shoulders, yeah. right? Now my brain senses that I'm feeling this. So, now, it'll, it'll turn on. And now that'll turn on my nor, noradrenaline yeah. or norepinephrine in my brain. Yeah. Now my brain gets stressed and my body's stressed too. So, they can both be upregulated, but we don't want that. Yeah. See, we want our body to be stressed, work in this hyper mode, yeah. pushing forward, leaning in, right? Yeah. And then we want our brain to be on dimmer switch. So, so let's dig into that for a second real quickly, because you just said we want our body to be stressed. Yeah. Right? Like, and I think there might be a lot of people listening to this and being like, you know, stress is the enemy, right? Like yeah. stress is a bad thing. And I think this is... Stress is good. <laughs> Trust me. So, you need stress. Well, let's, let's talk about that because, you know, this is something that I, I harp on a lot. Like, I, I think, you know, growth is discomfort. Discomfort is growth. And to have growth, you have to stress them. You have to stress your muscles if you want to get bigger, stronger muscles. Like you were talking about, like, if you're going to go run an ultra marathon, like, you have to stress the body to accomplish great things. Sure. So talk to me about your view on stress because I think it's just very unique and more people need to hear it. Yeah, listen, I think that we, we get confused. Uh, I think the word is improperly used or yeah. we need to redefine it yeah. and that's in essence what we're doing with our brand i mean and what we're doing at breathe degrees is for all intents and purposes everything we're doing is this elegant model or path that's taking you through measures of stress that are called hormetic stress which is good stress okay so i want you to know that every single time you exercise your, your body stress. stress yeah that's your stress. brain your body doesn't differentiate between that in a, from a chemical standpoint Okay. Um, from running away from a lion. Yeah. So it, it it's different levels of adrenaline, obviously. Yeah. But, Might peak a little bit but, more if you're being chased by a lion. Yeah. But you're still hitting. You're still hitting stuff. You're you are, and so so there's a difference. So from a bioevolutionary standpoint, from yeah. a, from an idea of really what we're created or designed for. Right. When you think about it, um, we were designed for all intents and purposes to be hunters and gatherers. Right. Always constantly in a state of flux, moving. Right. Yeah. Always pushing forward to actually make sure that we provide food, shelter, safety for our families. Yeah. You know, uh, harsh winters ahead. You'd have to really prepare. Right. right. And so um, with that came motion and mobility. Right. Right. And with mobility and difficult things like surviving as a hunter and gatherer, you had to really work. Yeah. And because you had to use your body, you had to breathe. Yeah. And so we don't hunt and gather anymore. We... We Netflix and chill. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> and so the the challenge in our modern society is is now you've got this huge rise in rates of anxiety, depression. Yeah, you know. And if you go to your doctor and you say, "Listen," and the doctor says, "I'll give you an antidepressant or anti-anxiety medication," not to say that's not appropriate um, for for any particular person. But if if you said, "No, I don't want to take the medications," what will the doctor tell you to do? Probably exercise. Yeah, would be the first. Get thing. get some exercise. Get some, get exercise. some good sleep. Yes, or something like yes. that. And exercise go, and sleep are related. Go, go back to the basics. Total back to the basics. So what's happening is every single time you exercise, and we've all felt this, by the way. Um, you, what's different between that and you sitting here right now or laying on the couch is really the need or requirement to breathe. Yeah. So most of us spend our times really pretty sedentary. And because of that, you breathe very little. Right. You breathe to survive. Yeah. 
You're not breathing to thrive. But you, 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 mentioned, you mentioned before there's something called laptop apnea. Crazy. So you know about sleep, that's, sleep apnea. That's nuts. Okay, so this is research, by the way. Yeah. And when research says they, they actually have a name for it, like it's that's legit an issue. findings. That's an, an issue. issue. Totally. Laptop apnea, very similar to sleep apnea, probably don't hold your breath as much as sleep apnea, but um, I'm going to tell you that what they found with the average corporate American that when you open an email, when you answer a text or a uh, SMS or anything like that, um, yeah. you're holding your breath. Yeah. So multiple times during the course of the day, people are going, the majority of people that are sedentary and sitting in front of a computer hold their breath multiple periods of time Yeah, during the course of the they day. They literally forget to breathe. Forget to breathe. Because there's no real requirement. Yeah. So you wouldn't forget to breathe if you were running. Yeah. You wouldn't forget to breathe if you were doing something super assertive. Right. Trust me. Try it. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm not, not happening. I don't think I could do that. That's so nuts. What what ends up happening is is for all intents and purposes, with you know, holding our breath is kind of like a stress response, right? Again, yeah. that norn epinephrine from our brain. Um, and so we just haven't been taught how to control that. Right. See, if we breathe, if we use our breath appropriately, we can either stimulate mm -hmm. our nervous system, our norepinephrine, or regulate it down. Yeah. And so, for all intents and purposes, every portion of what it is that we do is a form of stress, whether it's the breathing. Okay. Mm -hmm. The breathing emulates, for all intents and purposes, as you know, um, deep breathing that you would take if you were going for a big run. Right. So, it's big. <sighs> Right. Yeah. And so what that's doing um, is is a couple different things. First of all, um, it's a form of exercise. Breath yeah. work is, as you know, you're yeah. doing five, it's, six it's rounds work. of breathing. It's, it's, it's work. not easy. No, yeah. It's like you're on a spin bike. Right. Yeah. And so you're having to crush it. And, you know, we're obviously there guiding you through kind of motivating, pushing you through this 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 elemental stress. And as a result of the music, the instructor, the intensity of the breath. Um, you're able to kind of get into this zone or rhythm, yeah. very similar to the flow state, um, where, where all of a sudden the only thing you can think of is the depth of each breath you take, and you, you've, yeah. you've experienced that. Um, and that's a, that's a concept called hypofrontality, yeah. which, is, which is exercise-induced hypofrontality, which is, a, which is really uh, this concept or idea that any long-standing rhythmic pattern of breathing, by the way, I'll give you sports that actually do it, Running, obviously, yeah. runners high, swimmers high, yep. bikers, yep. okay, um, yoga, yep. anything that requires a long-standing rhythmic pattern of breathing, what they find is the prefrontal cortex, which is the area of your brain um, that is the really evolved center of your yeah. brain, the cognitive the conscious, center. The conscious, the cognitive. Yeah, so it's, it's really, it's got all these thoughts, but it's not thinking about right here, right it's now. It's worrying. It's, yeah, it's thinking about 20 years ago, it's thinking about 20 years from now, yeah. it's festering and it's got all these thoughts in there um and it gets overwhelmed it's like a like a computer it, if you if you overwhelm a hard drive with information yeah computer crashes yeah and so and that's all, that's like a majority of us walking through day-to-day sure. -day life is for that sure. computer is like on the verge of crashing or it has crashed for sure yeah. and so so why is meditation so i mean every corporation now has a meditation or mindfulness budget yeah right meditation is not one of those things anymore that that you can refute as a modality to be able to you know help you uh you know clinically yeah you know i mean it's 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 something that i think every doctor on the planet every researcher says that you should have as a as something that you do as a daily practice yeah 
And I think what we're doing um, is is making we're making meditation a little bit more accessible. Or yeah. at least the sensations of meditation and giving you taking you to the place, showing you that your breath will take you there. That you don't need to yeah. drink, you don't need to do drugs yeah. to get yourself out of your brain. That you can use your lungs to be able to change, really, in essence, the way that you perceive. To be able to clear out the garage. Yeah. Okay. Keep all the stuff you need and. To bribe your stuff with the stuff you don't need. Yeah. And so your brain doesn't need to go to sleep for a long period of time. It just needs a little catnaps. Yeah. So a little break from all this To chaos, recharge and bring totally. it back. Totally. And allow it to focus on the things that are the most important. Yeah. The other things are nothing. Yeah. They don't mean anything. So question for you. Yeah. Everybody's listening to this and they're like, great, like, breath work. How do I breathe? Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you have any, like, is there anything quickly that we can dig into? I know, sure. like, obviously when you and I go through, like, a breathwork session, like, we can spend 45 minutes going mm. deep and all, all transform to different universes and shit like that. Sure. But, like, is there anything that, like, somebody listening to this could do right now, maybe yes. for 30 seconds or a minute? That can Absolutely, really no out? question. Yeah. The most important thing is, first of all, be conscious of the fact that you need to breathe. Yeah. And once you find this rhythm, it's like anything else. It's easy to stay on course. Yeah. It's a lot easier to stay on course once you find this rhythm. During the course of your day, yeah, most of the day is spent pushing you into this place of what we say is stress, but I call overwhelmed. Overwhelmed, okay. So that's not real stress because it's perceptive stress. It's yeah. not something that's going to kill you. Yeah. You know? And so... How you can actually, so during the, the morning starts and all of a sudden your feet hit the floor and you start running. Yeah. You, you've got this task, this task, this task. And this is good. This pushes us forward. This makes us accomplish stuff. It causes growth. Yes. And when you, the interesting thing about growth or anything for that matter, it has to have a starting point, mm -hmm. right? And if you complete a task, you get a hit of dopamine, mm -hmm. right? And then all of a sudden you get this hit of adrenaline that actually pulls you into the you, next You task. want to go do more. Yes, yes. And yeah. that's where greatness is made, right, yeah. too. Like that pushes you kind of into this into this yeah. path of actually, you know, getting stuff done. Yeah. Um, and so for all intents and purposes, I think it's super important to realize that because we're charging forward like this, our brain might perceive uh, stuff that, that that's not so good. Um, so how do we dial it back? How do we prevent it from going into fight, flight, fright? Yeah. How do we prevent it from getting to that overwhelmed state? Thinking that we're about to be eaten by a saber-toothed tiger. Yeah. Listen, the way that we can do it absolutely is you, during the course of the day, you guys, 100% breathing through the nose. Yeah. Like only through the nose. Tape your mouth shut. Yes. Yeah. And so tape your mouth shut if you're not talking. Breathe through the nose. And a long, drawn-out exhale. Because then what's happening now is... You're, you're kind of going, you're ramping up, you're doing your work, but you're slowing things down in your brain. Yeah. Right? And we've all seen this before. We don't, we don't want our brain to feel overwhelmed when we're working because we're not very efficient. Right. And we lose energy pretty quickly. So if you can stay with your breath, breathing in through the nose and out through the nose, slowly, controlled, softly, then it's a way to pull yourself. I don't want you to be parasympathetic because I don't want you falling Falling, falling asleep, asleep at your desk. Yeah. No greatness was ever achieved laying in your bed yeah. all day, right? Not that I'm aware. <laughs> so I, what I'd want you to do is be able to just reel it down a bit so yeah. you don't go into that place. Yeah. So when you feel yourself get stressed, really stop, guys. Take the check. 
are you breathing, number one, and then how are you breathing? Most people take these really shallow little tiny breaths. Yeah. Or. And hold it. Clinch. Yeah. And Check so, their Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got 10 less followers. Why 10 shit, people leave? Shit, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Um, so really, yeah, really important. Use your breath accordingly for what you want. Yeah. So if you want to stimulate your nervous system and put you into that flow state, breathing through your mouth like we, yeah. we, we do, right? Yeah. Um, if you want to do really cool stuff work-wise and you don't want to get into that overwhelmed sensation, breathe through your nose. Um, when you breathe through your nose, here's the science on it. Uh, nasal breathing, first of all, we talk about belly breath, belly breathing, right? Yeah. Cool part about breathing through your nose is as soon as you breathe through your nose, you're doing belly breathing. Hmm. So your diaphragm contracts. So yeah. if I breathe through my mouth, it's my upper chest. Yeah. And when I take a breath through my nose, you'll feel your naturally belly actually opens up first. Yeah. So naturally your diaphragm contracts. So you get a bigger hit of air. Huh. Which is cool. So belly breathing is good. Slows things down. Um, what else happens when you breathe through your nose, which is super important, um, is uh, you actually, it, when you breathe through your nose, your, your, your paranasal sinuses, your paranasal cavity, uh, releases something called nitric oxide. Yeah. So nitric oxide is a, we thought it was just a sanitizer of the air. It's yeah. not. It's actually a vasodilator. Yeah. So it makes these, your arteries and your capillary beds a lot bigger. Yeah. And so that drops your heart rate down. Interesting. So you can actually lower your heart rate. By breathing through your nose. By breathing through your nose. That's oh, super cool. That's pretty cool. I'm learning something here. Okay. <laughs> I hope so. So, so talk to me, talk to me about cold now. Cause I think breathe degrees, if you think about it, it's a combination of yeah. breath work and cold. Yeah. So obviously, you know, you, you, you went and got trained, spent some time with Wim Hof, and now you've taken it to like a totally different level with what you guys do with, you know, breath work and cold therapy. Like take me through the cold and why that's such an important part of this as well. Uh, in singularity as, or as a group or both? Both. Okay, cool. Um, so again, everything we do, everything we do uh, in our practice uh, at Breathe Degrees is about polarity. Right. Okay. So opposites. Yeah. So breathing really intensively. Yeah. Not breathing at all. Holding yeah. your breath. The breath hold, by the way. Yeah. Is normally a very stressful thing. Like when you, yeah. when you think about holding your breath or taking a deep breath and trying to hold it, it's not very comfortable. Yeah. But when you when you come and do one of the sessions and you do the breath hold, you're holding your breath for a really long time, right? Yeah. So just just to give everybody some context here, at one of these sessions, you might do you know forty deep breaths. Yes. Very intense. It's work. It's inner size, yeah, like you yeah, talk about. Yeah. And at the end of it, you hold your breath. You you let it all out, and you don't breathe. And I'm never. I've I've never been able to like hold my breath for an extended period of time. And when I go do this, you know, I can end up holding my breath for two and a half, three and a half minutes straight. You know, by doing this, because I'm like over oxygenized, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. So talk to me about that polarization and why it's so important. Well, again, this, this idea of, of stress, right? The breathing for all intents and purposes is, is perceivably a good stress. It's yeah. hormetic stress. You're providing your body this incredible amount of oxygen. Um, you're getting out of your brain because of this hypofrontality. And, and then um, you exhale, as mm -hmm. we talked about, and you hold your breath, which is completely opposite of breathing, right? Yeah. Um, and the benefits, the health benefits of actually intentional breathing. Yeah intermittent regular intentional breath holds have been scientifically proven to be enormously valuable this actually 
probably explains why all forms of exercise are good for you. Right. Because you're, you're doing that. Yeah. And the more you do, the better you feel. Right. Have you noticed that before? I, I have. Like the more intense the workout is, the better you actually Afterwards, physically feel. Afterwards, you feel Physically like, and feel mentally, yeah. Yeah. right? Um, hypoxia. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're starving your body yeah. of oxygen. Hypoxia meaning the lack. Lack of oxygen. Yeah. And so that lack of oxygen forces your body to produce growth factors that really en enable it to grow. Yeah. So it's how much science is there on this? Well, it's the highest level of science in 2019. Intermittent hypoxia was found to, uh, they want to know about prize. Yeah. For the health bonus. So that, that breath hold, that yes. three minute breath hold, which by the way is like the first time you do it, your mind is on fire. You're like, oh my God, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And for like three straight minutes, you're like, I'm going to die. I'm going to, but you're like. How have I still not taken a breath? <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Right? But so that's good for you is what yes, you're saying. Really good. Every single uh, every single cell in your body, uh, as it turns out, has something called an inducible hypoxic factor. Yeah. Um, which means that each cell senses a low level of oxygen yeah. and then sends off these growth factors that increase the the growth of your respiratory system. Right. Your, your ability to yeah, I mean, bring capillary beds, arterioles, yeah. you know, your arteries. Yeah. And, and also neuroplasticity. Oh, wow. So really in essence, cognitive regeneration. You're, you're making yourself smarter. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. By starting. I'm going to, I'm going to do more of this. Intermittent fasting is a thing. Yeah. So this is intermittent fasting of air. For air. Oh, that's amazing. Right? Same kind uh, of, same I've, concept. I've never thought of it that way. That's same good, concept. Yeah. So, so reset. So, so let's take this, this polarization and now let's talk about cold. So cool. how does that apply to So uh, we do both hot and cold. Yeah. And both are forms of stress. Yeah. Like intense stress. The ones that, you know, the beautiful thing about the cold and the reason why, you know, it's, 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 it's such a beautiful place is that we loathe it so intensively. Yeah. Like you fear it physically and mentally. Yeah. So it actually causes a rise of adrenaline and noradrenaline, noradrenaline. Just even looking at it. Yeah. Which, by the way, I can now attest is true. So yes. for, for everybody out there, I Tyler helped build me a cold plunge. And I go in it every single morning. And I've been going in it every single morning. And it doesn't get easier. No. Like, there has never been a morning where no. I'm like, hooray! Looking cold, forward to getting to cold you. plunge! <laughs> this is going to be fun! Like, never. It yes. is, like, every time it's terrifying. Yes. Um, every time it, sh it shocks me every time I get in, yeah. but once I get in, I'm able to handle it and get, I get into an amazing mental place. How? The breath. It's breathing through your, what we, it's, the it's, reason why we the do breath. the cold, you guys, is that normally the average person, if you put them into cold water, they'll breathe exactly the way their body's designed to breathe when they hit the cold water. Yeah. <laughs> Freak out. Panicking. Yeah. Freaking out, right? But you don't do that, right? No. Only through the nose. Only through the nose. And that yeah. proves out this whole concept yeah. of, you know, controlling not just a physical stress, but yeah. a mental stress or emotional stress. Which is, which is crazy because, like, while I'm in there, like, there's no question that my body is freaking out. Yes. Like, my body's on complete overload. Yes. My feet feel like they're on fire because yes. it's so cold. You're, like, you're in there long enough that you'll start to, like, really go numb. And, like, you're in there long enough to start to, like, shiver a little bit. But, yeah. like, in my brain... I'm calm as a cucumber. You're there. Yeah. See, what breathing does is breathing puts you in the now. Yeah. See, it's th it's that part of meditation 
Yeah. That really makes meditation meditation. Mm -hmm. See, if you were trying to think of nothing, you would not be able to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where this is where we've gone down the wrong path in meditation. Is I feel like we don't really teach the art of breathing and how you should actually breathe to be able to get to put clarity. yourself into that state. Yes. Into yeah. here. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Like that's beautiful, and the cold forces you to be there. Yeah, you have no other. You option. don't have a choice, yeah. or you're just you're gonna you're gonna get it because yeah. your body's gonna freak out, and it's not it's not fun. But you see that you get this enormous amount of clarity. Yeah. This enormous sort of capacity to be able to focus each breath gets longer and longer and longer and then you settle into it right close your eyes and just accept yeah. surrendering and for me i think that's the beautiful part about it it's just this surrendering to the environment that right. we're in control yeah that we're in control of how we feel physically and mentally even when the world is frozen around you yes <laughs> crazy right yeah and so think of that as a tool yeah like think about like how the implications that has on the way you respond to right. somebody. Well, I think, I think about like, situation. yeah, literally like anybody, you know, like if you had the capabilities, you know, I, I was like, we, we look at characters in movies who are like super calm under pressure and like, you know, they can handle whatever craziness is going on in their environments. And we look up to those people. Yeah. Right. And this really is a means to develop that yeah. capability in yourself, yeah. like be able to show up. And, and be calm and present even when the world around you is on fire. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's, and it's, it's accessible to anybody. Yeah. And what it does, it proves out yeah. this idea that all of us have this incredible capacity internally to be able to overcome barriers that we've put up in yeah. our minds of what we think are limitations of what we can do. Right. And I'm going to tell you that the only thing that separates the great from people that perceivably aren't great is again just this confidence right but confidence comes with trying yeah and trying oftentimes if you try a hard something hard uh you really have to have the right mindset right right and and then you need to stay focused and these are all associated again with the chemistries that i'm talking about nor noradrenaline norepinephrine yeah. this rise of these things and once you do something really cool then you'll try something you'll go up the next step and go yeah. do something even cooler and then all of a sudden, you know, Larry didn't go from surfing two foot waves to sixty foot waves. Are you right? sure? It just it just jumped from two he straight. Just cut, he looks like a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> but you see what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah. And so it's a step effect, and this is this is the way we all have to. It's a workout, and it's a it's it's a physical challenge because it's great on your body, yeah. right? Um, obviously, you're getting vasoconstriction, yeah. right? That's happening in your cardiovascular system. Um, you know, anti-inflammatory, right? Yeah. Um, you got that deep meditation, you're focusing on every single breath, relaxing every single muscle. Um, but the coolest part is that you get this rise of norepinephrine 530% and you also get a rise of dopamine 250%, Yeah, which is those numbers are only seen when someone bungee jumps or skydives for the very yeah. first time. And so you can get that predictably each time you go into the cold, you feel it, right? Oh, every, every time, time you, every time, time you get out, you feel well, like you, you, you mentioned, you mentioned even looking at it, like. When I look at that thing, totally. like I can feel, yeah. I, I feel different. Yes. Yeah. Totally. And, That's so weird. And, and overcoming that, I think, I think the big thing is, again, this mental obstacle. Yeah. Like what holds you back? Like what's causing you yeah. to pull back from life in its fullest form, in its fullest capacity? Is it physical? Is it mental? Is it both? Yeah. If it is, do something about it. Yeah. Right? But we, we have to do, we have to start by doing something that's doable 
complete it, and then move on to the this, next. And this is this is the way you, you kind of alluded to this earlier. This is the way that the chemicals work in our brain and yes. in our body. You go do one thing. Yes. You get the dopamine hit, then you get the adrenaline or noradrenaline uh, noradrenaline hit, which then takes you to that next level of like I can go do another. Yes. Right. I think I think a lot of people think we hear this a lot in the you know the coaching space like oh I need motivation oh I need inspiration and my response is go do something that scares you one thing okay. doesn't have to be anything crazy For but sure. just go do one thing even the sound of scares you scares them right and that's what we have to hurdle and don't you don't have to do something crazy crazy listen it's something uh, I'm you say motivation or energy yeah go do something really good for you that's marginally difficult yeah. And it will lead to more difficult things, yeah. and that's again. Could be, what you're tw- could be twenty about. push-ups. Yeah, could I mean, be any starting point. Just something, get something. Something because if you do, if you if you're feeling that lull in the middle of your day, um, I'm going to tell you that's completely 100% normal, especially if you down a burrito. Right? <laughs> Not so good. Uh, going to total parasympathetic. Yeah. Um, in order to be able to get that spike of nor- noradrenaline, norepinephrine back up, you have to shock the system. Yeah. So it could be hit training. It could be wind heel sprints. Yeah. You know, it, it could, could be, be a cold shower. Cold shower. Yeah. Easy, dude. Super accessible. And that's instantaneous. Yeah. I mean, that's six shots of espresso all at once. Yeah. Right? So that, and again, it's difficult. Without you, having to go buy all the espresso. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's cheaper. Yeah, it's it's way nice. cheaper. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's, um, I think, you know, stressing your body in that sort of way, that's a practical application that you can do, use. Yeah. Right? We also have, after we go in the cold tub, you guys, we have a hot tub. Um, so you get the contrast therapy. Contrast is, is super, super important. Um, you want opposite effects again, polarity, right? Yeah. So hot is a stressor because heat is a stressor, right? Like a sauna. We have sauna as well. Um, and so heat stress, uh, heat shock proteins, again, growth factors that that are released uh, as a result of the heat. Um, science on it is impeccable. Um, and you have this, you have this vasodilatory effect. Right. So vasoconstriction and vasodilation. So yeah. it's like a hit training for you're, your You're literally system. doing strength training for your entire yes. inner, like your, your lungs, your cardiovascular yes. system, yeah. everything. Yeah. This. yeah. I mean, listen, we have to start re looking at our lungs, for instance, yeah. um, our breathing muscles. We focusing on quads and glutes and pecs. Yeah. I mean, we've got to think about these breathing muscles. You yeah. have between 10 and 12 pounds of respiratory muscles just waiting to be used metabolically. Yeah. And so it's actually, I can tell you, when you start breathing heavily, you're getting a ton, you're burning a ton of calories. Plus, you're strength, not only strengthening your respiratory muscles, allowing you to be able to do better things when you when you when you actually do physically. Want to go do something physically. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But you're also loosening other muscles that are going to allow your rib cage to fully expand. Most people, because we sit at computers all day like this, yeah. okay, their rib cage is inverted, their diaphragm is jammed up, it's not able to expand at all. Um, and then you've got the intercostal muscles and your pec muscles that are shrunk right. and, and tightened. So your pec muscles are pulling you forward, right? Your intercostal muscles are squeezing down. And so we take these little tiny shallow breaths. But after the breath work, obviously that your lungs you're kind open. Of, yeah, you can your average breath, average human breath can hold between six and seven liters of air. Yeah. And and I'm gonna tell you the average cor- average corporate American is about half a liter each breath. That's terrible. So we're taking one twelfth of the breath capacity. Yeah. So And so. we wonder why we're overwhelmed and anxious and reliant yeah. on pills and alcohol yeah. and everything like yeah. that. 
Yeah. And listen, you got, we have to start understanding. I think it's really important for all of us to really look at the research, look at the science. It's all out there and it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, There's just almost too much data that again, stress is good for your body, but we have to look at good stressors or manic stressors. And when you put yourself into these stressors, your body and your brain grows. We almost want to, um, and you feel this a little bit, you inoculate yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you push yourself into a stressful situation and you realize it's always Um, perceptively worse. Yeah, I'm not going to die. You didn't, yes, you didn't die. So you realize, so you're kind of giving yourself a little bit of a vaccine or an inoculation from stress. So that leads you to something else. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Cool. I think I think that's really important for people because I think so many people get in their own head and they just prevent themselves from moving at all. Totally. And the answer is just move a little bit. Exactly. I mean... That's all you need. Yeah. One step forward. Always falling forward. Yeah. Never falling back. Yeah, just one step forward. One step forward. Yeah. And that's... It doesn't have to be done overnight. Don't do it overnight. Yeah. Enjoy the road. <laughs> Lean in though. Always. Right? Yeah. I mean, always pushing yourself. I mean, yeah, not, never believing in these false narratives that we create in our brains. Yeah. And again, this, the coolest part about the breathing and the cold exposure and the heat is, is, is again, it, it really elicits all of these chemistries that, you, that we all covet that make us feel like we want to exercise. Yeah. You know, that we want to do crazy stuff. Yeah. You know? So. I love it, man. But one one random question for you. What's one thing what's one thing one weird thing that you do that you know outside of the breath work and outside of the cold? What's one weird thing that you do that's allowed you to 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 be you and show up the way that you do? I mean I'm always interested what it is that people do that's a little bit different. Um you know, as I got older I came to this incredible realization that um, age with age comes some measure of wisdom. I yeah, think, I hope. Yeah, um, I don't know if I do any weird things. What I realize, or what I've realized, is you know how we project, how we act, how we respond, is usually in accordance with, with really how we perceive other people are perceiving us. Right. Heard this really beautiful statement. I loved it. You're not who you think you are. You're not who other people think you are. You are what you think other people think, think you are. Yeah. And so it's a perception within a perception. Yeah. And this idea of acting and catching myself and realizing that, like, how long have I run around acting the way that I act or do what I do thinking that other people are thinking something different. Yeah. Right. And really understanding that allowed me to be me. Yeah. To be the real me. To, to stop worrying about it. Stop start, worrying. Yeah. Why are we worrying what other people think? Yeah. Cause they're never thinking what you think they're Most thinking. Most of the time they're not even thinking about they're it. They're not even, with. not that. <laughs> filled with narcissism. No, yeah. Um, they're, they're just not. And so, you know, I think that allows you to be um, more approachable. Yeah. Uh, creates an area of, I think, of like a huge strength is vulnerability. Yeah. Just being authentic. Like really authentic. And I think that's probably like I always 
look at people and I'm one weird thing that I do is I look at people and I go, that's not you. Yeah. I know that's not the real you. Just be the real you. Yeah. I don't need that version of you. Stop that one. Yeah. Start being you. And then when they're, then when they are them, I'm going, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And I'll tell them so too. Yeah. Like that's what, that's, that's who you are. I love you that. You know, man. thank you for introducing me to yourself. Finally. Yeah. After maybe three months or a Jesus. year or something like I that. I mean, yeah, because we go around the charade of like, uh, you know, trying to pretend to be some people that we're not, right? And I just don't, I don't think we need to do that. And yeah. so, yes, I'm always looking at the way people act. So if you're asking about weird, I'm like Larry David or uh, Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld. I'm always creating constantly, stories in my constantly, brain. Constantly, yes, yeah. Analyzing the whys of why people do the way they are. And it always comes back to... I wish those people could experience just authenticity. True presence, true authenticity. Yeah, for sure. Just being. Amazing. That's great. Um, last question I always have to ask everybody. What's one thing you wish you learned in college? Uh, how to breathe. I, I, I thought that might be <laughs> no. the answer. No. I thought it might be the answer, but we'll, yeah. Yeah. No, listen. I wish that I, honestly, I wish that I had, uh, uh, I wish that I had learned a lot of this stuff, really, honestly, yeah. in college. I do. I do. If I was taught, really, you know, to lean in more, I found the natural path there. Yeah. I found my way to there. But if I, if I knew it what, when I was what 18... If we were, what if we were taught this? Like, what if this was the common... Totally different. Yeah. There's, that's, it creates something very interesting. So if it was part of the common no, nomenclature, um, would we be better served... Because we'd be better to adapt to our situation. Yeah. Right? Um, but at the end of the day, I think we're all byproducts of our own sufferings. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So maybe we need that. I think, listen, I think... Forcing, maybe it's a good thing yeah. we're not taught this stuff in college. Well... Because you have to find your way there. <laughs> and it is. It's true though, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're only... You're a byproduct of your failures. Yeah. And like, how do you respond to failure? Yeah. Right? And so... Uh, no, I'd still want to learn how to breathe and and for sure that would be good because it would have made me a better test taker, right? I mean, yeah. think about it. Just all kinds of things. I would have responded to my girlfriends differently. Probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. So. Oh, now you got me thinking. <laughs> I should have gone down that route. Uh, um, dude, this has been super, super good, man. I'm really grateful that you were able to come on the show. Uh, for everybody out there, Tyler Forbes, breathedegrees.com. You can check them yeah. out. And uh, on Instagram, Breathe Degrees. Breathe Degrees on Instagram. And if you're in the San Diego area, definitely look them up. They're going to be opening up their first in-person studio here in the next month or so. Um, so definitely look them up. Uh, keep an eye out and go to breathedegrees.com because you can get Tyler in your ear uh, nonstop. Every single one of my clients just raves about this man because uh, we have him at our live events just dropping knowledge. So uh, thank you, man. This has been awesome. Awesome, bro. Beautiful. Peace out, guys. All right, that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton.